the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
to God on high. And on earth peace, goodwill for men. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee. We glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, help me God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. us pray. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the second Sunday of Easter, Quasimodogenity, is recorded in the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 37. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. 
So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is recorded in the epistle of St. John, chapter 5. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his Son. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you do retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas called the twin. One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, Unless we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands. And reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, 
and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. The same day at evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. But they didn't believe it on Easter night before Jesus appeared to them. I want you to think of how stunning this scene is. The disciples were locked behind closed doors for fear of the Jews. They had denied their Lord. They had run from him when he was crucified. They feared their own torture and death. When the women came that Easter morning and reported to them, Christ is risen, they did not believe Mary Magdalene and the other women. Some of those women remained with them in the upper room behind closed doors. Fear. Deep sadness. And then Jesus appears in the midst of them. And the first words out of his mouth are instructive about the nature of the gospel itself. He doesn't scold them. He doesn't upbraid them. He doesn't say to them, what is the matter with you? As if faith in Christ and the comfort of the gospel was something that came from themselves. It doesn't. The words of Jesus upon the cross, it is finished, really mean that the work of salvation is finished. Everything necessary to save you from your sin, to rescue you from the condemnation of hell, to save you from your own fears and doubts has been accomplished by what Jesus did. On the cross, he bore our sins, all of them. They didn't believe that. On the cross, he suffered the punishment that they deserved, and he suffered all of it. They didn't believe that. On the cross, he was separated from God so that they would never have to be separated from God. They didn't believe that. But that's what happened. To tell us thy, it is finished, it is accomplished. Everything necessary for salvation is accomplished. That is true for you. That's why there was nothing left undone. Not a bit. It is why Jesus appeared in the upper room and said very simply to them, 
Peace be with you. It is as if he were saying, I forgive you all your sins, because that's what he did on the cross. I forgive you all of your sins. I have taken all of your punishment. I have taken the condemnation. I have taken away everything that you deserve by your sin, and I have reconciled you to God. Do not be afraid. Peace be with you. He didn't speak that word after they had cleaned up their lives. He spoke it before that. He didn't speak that word because they believed in him. They were filled with doubt and fear. He spoke that word to create faith. He spoke that word to bestow, to bestow the finished work of salvation upon them. In that word, peace be with you. Your sins are forgiven. All that Jesus accomplished in his death and resurrection is given to you. That's why we say so confidently, Christ is risen. Because since he is risen from the dead, that makes all the difference in the world. For your life and for mine and for the disciples, that word created faith out of nothing but unbelief and fear. We learned on Easter Sunday, all depended upon the word, even the acts of salvation. So this morning, faith itself depends upon the word. It is why Jesus promised them, you will see me. And Thomas, in a very real sense, says, unless I see, I will not believe. And he had the right to say that because Jesus said, you will see me. And so he saw the wounds in his hands and his side. Faith is created by Jesus' word of peace. The exuberant joy over the resurrection of our Lord is directly related to the suffering and the anguish of heart that preceded it. That was true of the women, and it was true also of the disciples. It was true of everyone to whom Jesus ministered his word of forgiveness, who prior to that did not believe but in receiving that word, we're brought to faith and the comfort of the gospel. Think about the disciples of Jesus. Think about the band of faithful women who attended him in those years leading up to his crucifixion. They had witnessed wonderful things, healing the sick, raising the dead, all of these fantastic events. But Jesus' ministry of healing and salvation flowed forth from unprecedented display of mercy and compassion for sinners in their afflictions. That's what touched their hearts. It's the same for you. The comfort of the gospel has come to you in your life when you have Learn to believe by the grace of God and by the power of his word, my sins truly are forgiven and I have God's peace. Jesus loved those he served. He loves you. He loves you in the midst of all of your struggles. He loves you in the midst of all of your doubts and fears. He loves you. He empathized with their weaknesses. 
and he empathizes with your weaknesses. We don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with the things that we go through. He was tempted in every way as we are, and he was tempted that way for us, that you and I might know that we have in Jesus a faithful high priest who knows our weaknesses, and still he loves us, and still he shed his blood for us. And in joy, the joy of our salvation, he rose from the dead. He felt the full burden of sin and what humanity's fall had brought upon creation. This is why they loved him. All those people Jesus ministered to, it's why you love him too. He whom the sea and wind obey doth come to serve the sinner in great meekness. So when the events of Holy Week unfolded and their joy was turned to sorrow, we learn something about the Christian faith and life. I know for many of us, we think it would be a wonderful thing if we never experienced any fears or doubts. Once we came to faith in Christ Jesus and we were on the top of the world and we could defeat anything by the strength of that faith, that's what St. John said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. And then we find ourselves burdened with fear, despondency, and despair. We learn an important lesson from this gospel on the second Sunday of Easter. What the disciples experienced in their lives, with their own weaknesses and fears, we experience in our lives. So Jesus appeared to them in the same way he appears to us in the midst of those fears, not to scold us, but to uphold us. On Palm Sunday, they were filled with such joy. It seemed as if everyone loved him. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then what? On Friday, they heard them crying out, crucify him. And they saw their Lord enduring unimaginable suffering. When he died, it seemed that every reason for joy had been taken away. Nothing was certain anymore. Bewilderment. Sadness. Doubt. Fear. Despair. Anxiety, grief, guilt, shame. Should we go on? All of those things were rattling around inside their heads and in their hearts. And the circumstances of our lives, things that happen outside of our direct control, and those that are directly the consequences of things that we have said or thought or done, inspire the same kinds of of fear and doubt and sadness. On Easter night, they were numb. They were helpless. The women wept. The men were drained of courage. They didn't know what to think nor what to believe. And then Jesus appeared. And he said, peace be with you. 
It is finished. Everything necessary for your salvation is done. It doesn't matter what happens in the world. It doesn't matter what happens in our personal lives. If we have Christ's peace, the peace of sins forgiven, then we have all things. What harm can sin and death then do? The true God, in this word of peace, now abides with you. Let hell and Satan rage and chafe. Christ is your brother, your crucified Lord, and he is risen from the dead. And in him you are safe. And so Jesus spoke this word in the midst of abject unbelief and doubt and fear. And he does the same for you. And wonder of wonders, miracle of miracles, he sent these 12 out to proclaim that peace. They were unlikely candidates. But they learned through the things that, we, that they suffered, the same as we learn, how utterly and totally dependent they were upon this word of peace. For through this word, the Holy Spirit created faith and comforted and caused the confession that bubbled up inside of Thomas, my Lord and my God. For there is no one but the Son of God in human flesh who could have redeemed us from sin, reconciled us to God, and paid the ultimate ransom. If we have Christ, we need no one else. Peace be with you. Christ is risen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we confess your great goodness toward us and praise you for the mercy and grace that our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, and our hearts have known in the proclamation of Christ's victory over death and the grave, in the gospel of peace. We sincerely repent of the sins of this day and those in the past. 
pardon our offenses, correct and reform what is lacking in us. Help us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Inscribe your law upon our hearts. Equip us to serve you with holy and blameless lives. Into your hands we commend Lyle Wallen, John Thoney, Kevin Reilly, Joe Schneider, Mary Heisey, David Uttenreither, Rachel Furking, Lauren Knorr, and Nicola Giordano celebrating baptismal birthdays this week, that preserved in Christ they may be faithful unto death. May each day remind us of the coming of the night when no one can work. In the emptiness of this present age, keep us united by a living faith through the power of your Holy Spirit with him who is the resurrection and the life that we may escape the eternal bitter pains of condemnation. We give thanks to you for the gift of holy matrimony and for your sustaining grace to Bob and Sandra Elmer, Pat and Sharon Murphy, Mark and Holly Schneider, Eric and Kayla Kittemeyer, Bill and Marlene Schaefer celebrating wedding anniversaries this week. Preserve them in Christ's faithfulness that they might be faithful to each other. Lord Jesus, you instituted the office of the public ministry and instructed your church to call ministers of your word. Having prayed for the guidance of your Holy Spirit, we have called a seminarian to proclaim your saving gospel among us, to be ordained to the office of the holy ministry, assist him to recognize the needs of our congregation and academy and the welfare of your kingdom, and if it be your will, grant that he accept the call to serve among us. Hear us for your own sake. By your Holy Spirit, bless the preaching of your word and the administration of your sacraments. Preserve these gifts to us and to all Christians. Guard and protect us from all dangers to body and soul. Grant that we may with faithful perseverance receive from you our sorrows as well as our joys, knowing that health and sickness, riches and poverty and all things come by permission of your fatherly hand. Into your hands we commend the people of Ukraine and all those suffering the ravages of war. Bring an end to this conflict and restore peace according to your will. Into your hands we commend Al Gable recovering from surgery, Jan Wallen from pneumonia, John Paul Biney in critical condition following a fall, Gary Levon recovering from cancer surgery, Reverend Dan McMiller who continues to undergo diagnostic tests, Christy Schmidt recovering from a stroke, Aubrey Krieger in mental health treatment, Amy Bruss in therapy following a stroke, Roland Elke, James Loker and Josiah Berenger in treatment for cancer, Cliff Evans and Nancy Thiele in hospice care, and John Bruss recuperating from surgery for a pacemaker. Grant healing according to your will, preserve and keep them in your peace. Keep us this day under your protective care and preserve us securely trusting in your everlasting goodness and love. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, 
now and forever. The Lord be with you. unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you on this day. For the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death, and by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, 
he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you body and soul in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace.
body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace.
blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace.
thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. service this morning, just a couple of announcements, and not the least of which is Sunday Bible class, the St. Peter option continues uh, this morning. 
uh, with our first installment on uh, LGBTQ theology versus a man made in the image and likeness of God. So that will continue uh, as we continue to explore also the epistles and ministry of St. Peter with respect to these contemporary issues. This is an important, um, an important week in the uh, history of the congregation. So I'll turn over to Mike and let you make an announcement. Good morning, everybody. Michael Ferguson, I'm a member of the Board of Elders. And jointly, the Board of Elders and the Board of Education have been working for now more than a year to um, solve our situation with calling an ordained man to be the headmaster and the associate pastor. And first, I wanted to thank all of you for being patient with us as we work through that. It's been, um, at times, uh, very challenging and other times uh, very rewarding. But, but now, it's all going to get very real. We're about to enter the very final phase. And there certainly have been phases in, in certain events where we've asked you to participate. And, and Wednesday is going to be one of those. So um, if you can't be in Fort Wayne on Wednesday evening, raise your hand if you're going to be there. Um, uh, anyway, we would invite all of you to participate virtually. They do uh, televise the call service. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really fantastic service to watch. You see there's going to be 39 young men most of whom don't know where they're going after that night, after they graduate, uh, receive their call, they'll be announced. Now we believe through information that's come through the Bruss family, since they have a son that's there, that uh, the candidate that's coming here is the uh, worst kept secret in the Lutheran church. But in any event, we'll still refer to him as the candidate. And I would invite all of you to, in the bulletin there's some information about participating in that event virtually. Um, if, uh, another easy way to remember it is that it's call day at the Concordia Theological Seminary, which is an educational institution. If you go in your web browser, callday.ctsfw.edu, you'll find it an easy way that way too. But you, you can't miss it if you just go to the Concordia Theological Seminary webpage. Go there, there'll be a link that'll take you right to watching the call day service. It starts at seven o'clock Eastern time, at six o'clock our time. However, the, the call placements happen at the end of the service. Um, they usually switch whether they do this on a Wednesday or a Thursday with the Concordia Seminary, and unfortunately for us, it's on Wednesday, so we, are, we have services that are going on right at the time that that service will be going on. So again, if you're not here at the service, we'd, we'd, we'd ask that you uh, participate virtually. And then after that, there are going to be other things where we're going to come back to the congregation and ask you to help participate. You know, we're going to have a young family that we're going to need to help them getting, getting situated here. There's going to be other events that are happening, so we will... We'll keep you abreast of that as well. And also ask that you would pray for the family and pray for those of us that are working to help in this transition and then pray for peace as a church as we take a monumentous step forward on Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good week. <laughs>